Hello. Good to see all of you here today. Welcome to the JB Font channel. I am your host, James Fontleroy. Beautiful Saturday. Welcome. Come on in. Have a seat. Get get look. I know some of y'all still in your pajamas. That's okay because technically I'm still in my uh, anyway. Good to have all of you here on this beautiful Saturday morning. I am the, your host, James Fontleroy. Good to see you. Uh, just to let you guys know, the JB Font channel is available on all major podcast platforms, so go ahead and subscribe to me there. Also part of the Revolutionary Blackout so you, Network, so you guys can see me throughout the week on there as well. Also, just like to give you guys a heads up, if you guys would like to, you guys can also get email notifications from me. And you guys can go to my Substack at jbfont.substack.com so that you guys can get the email notifications so you guys can depend on me instead of the YouTube algorithm because sometimes it just doesn't work in my favor. So go ahead and go there. So thank you so very much. Also, thank you to everyone who is a member. Yes, I do have memberships as well as patrons on Patreon and Coffee. Thank you so very much to all of you who contribute to me as well as to any type of mutual aid that you guys send my way in order to help me survive in this system. Because really, this system, you have to survive and just thrive. So just to let you guys know, I, I have a guest today. So I uh, typically, I won't go into the chat until a little bit later. But so good to see you guys today. What are we talking about? We're going to be talking about two subjects. I'm going to have Kit Cabello joining me in just a second. But what are we talking about? We're going to be talking about is Howie Hawkins being kind of hawkish? That's something that a lot of people are talking about, especially on the left now, especially in regards to the Green Party. So we're going to get into that. That's going to be a really interesting subject. And Professor Lightfoot. Why are we saying Professor Lightfoot? This is going to be an interesting discussion I can't wait to get into with Kit because I'm like, what in the hell is going on, Kit? By the way, I've been saying his name a few times, and I'm ready to bring him in. Kit? Good to see you. Cheers and salutations. Good to see everyone else here as well. I hope everyone is enjoying your weekend. Hey, sit back, relax. Let's hang out with JB. I mean, come on. This is the best fun you're ever going to have. So why not join in, share this content on social media, give it a like. All right. And let's get ready to have some fun and laugh in the face of this neoliberal nightmare that we call America as the Democrats keep screwing us over and the Republicans, well, they're, they're showing that forced to vote works. But anyways, enough on that. Enough on that. I'm surprised at the Republicans. Sometimes sometimes I'm just like, huh, if only we had lawmakers that cared about us as much as the Freedom Caucus cares about their issues. You know, I mean, geez. If I'll, only. I mean, if only. If only. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think that the Freedom Caucus, uh, the Freedom Caucus gets as much leeway as they do. They get as much um they get as much power as they do only because they're sympathetic to the corporate dictators mm. so it's like well uh, yeah yeah we, you know we're, we're fine we, you know we just want things to be more fair and we're just sick and tired of the, of the wokeism that's pretty much all it is to me you know mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, I hear you. That's all you really stand for. Then they they can give you some some levity. You know, they can give you some some leeway with that. Yeah, you know, you know. I, again, because I don't want to get too off subject. It's just uh, what what I what is what really stands out to me is that once again we're seeing something like force to vote work. We're seeing a speaker in a leadership position, 
you know, he he made this video, Case Study QB posted it, where, oh, no, we're not fighting. I'm glad we're having discourse. It's sort of like, you know, the 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 person getting picked on by the school bully. No, he's actually my best friend. We really get mm-hmm. along. I'm sorry I'm missing two of my front teeth. I just walked into the wall. It's just I would expect more from these quote-unquote Democratic lawmakers. I did, I did have a high expectation, and they never set to surprise me on just how spineless and gutless they are. And when it comes time for them to fight for us, they are truly absent. I mean, not to mention, I, I forget who posted, I think it was somebody on RBN who posted uh, Jamal Green uh, basically dismissing um, the funds that are going to Ukraine as, again, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding that. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when you have politicians that are dismissing their constituents and then doing their little also fantastic victory fund, on May twenty fourth, you know, okay, what what are you guys doing for us now? Why should I support you? Why should I get in line? Because what you tweet out things I like or like to hear about, okay, but I want to see action. That's what I want to see. I want to see action. And when you have these sycophants that carry water for the Democratic Party, again, what what is what is the solution then? I have to vote for Biden. I have to vote Democrat. Why? I'm getting nothing in return, and then I'm getting yelled at by being called a racist or a misogynist or a fascist or somebody who just wants to help out Trump. No, I don't want to help out Trump. I don't want to help out the Republicans. I don't want to help out the Democrats. Neither party has my best interests at heart. So mm-hmm. what are all of you people in the vote blue, no matter who crowd got this time? And yeah, everyone's touting, oh, Trump's going to get indicted. This is it. This is it. There's a 50-50 chance he could walk away from this too. Every time everybody tries to say like, oh, this this court case, this indictment, this, that is going to bring down Trump. And you have AOC and the Democrats and liberal media cheering it on. I'm thinking, okay, will you guys make yourselves look like Wiley Coyote as once again, Trump being the roadrunner outsmarts all of you. And then, oh. Is there anything you're going to do for us, or do you just have to keep on going after Trump like a cheap Saturday morning cartoon villain? It's just it's 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 just enraging to me. It's kind of interesting how you uh, touched on a point, and I'm thinking about this: is that politics is transactional, and when you're somebody in business, you're trying, especially capitalists they try to get the most bang for their buck right so they're trying to charge as much as they possibly can without making it seem like they're cheating you or if they can make it seem like it's a great deal while charging an exorbitant price then they'll do that the democratic party when we actually try to do business right we try to actually really negotiate and go all right you want this okay these are our demands then that's when people go you're being divisive you're Mm -hmm. being uh you're 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 pure you're having a purity test right that's what they'll say why why are you being so harsh on them and that's when we go it's business it's politics. Agreed. You said you were going to do this if you went in there. You said that you were going to back these certain positions up. And yet you don't. 
And now you're getting mad that we're questioning how you do business? Because the thing is, is like, we got to look at it that way. Politics is transactional. So if you're not actually going to do anything for us, then why should we, you know, like, for instance, I own a business, I conduct bad business, and then I get pissed off at people for writing a bad review? I'm sorry, don't do bad business. People won't write a bad review. You know, and what now e- you got a lot of us that are going, you know what? The entire corporation of the Democratic Party sucks. Guess what? Don't go there, go with a different, go with a different company. They can do the same thing for a better price. And you- they're gonna do a better job. But then people go, Oh my god, you're being so divisive by telling people to, to stay out of the Democratic Party. I mean. Why would I endorse a private organization that doesn't give any of its members any type of say so? Precisely. You know how I would compare. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought up business and cooking. And oh, I don't know if you brought up cooking, but I, for some reason, when as soon as you brought up business and giving a review to a place, you know, I just thought of, I automatically thought of kitchen nightmares. And this is the perfect analogy to describe the Democratic Party, Amy's Baking Company, from. From Kitchen Nightmares with Chef Ramsay. I don't know if any of y'all remember that. Amy's Baking Company, the couple that was just... Chef Ramsay was like, I can't help you. I can't help you. That, that's that, that's the perfect analogy for the DNC. They think they're holier than thou. They've already admitted that they picked who they want to be their nominee behind closed doors. They already have the super delegates, and while yes, some vote blue, no matter who people were, they, I got a few messages and even talked to a few people who are still diehard Democrats, and they're like, "Well, actually, the super delegates don't play such a major role." Well, they do play a major role at the end, and they and the Democrats still pick who they want at the end. You, the voter, play no role. A Republican voter has more freedom than a Democratic voter in their primaries. Okay, the super delegates. In the DNC have the final say. The establishment has the final say. Biden's not doing any debates. The, the Republicans have to do debates right now. Now, again, they are taking notes from the DNC of having signing the oath loyalty paper that the candidate will endorse the that all candidates will endorse whoever the nominee will be. So I hope Trump doesn't sign that paper. I think that piece of paper is a worse of crap. Uh, Republican voters, just remember, if you want to be like Democratic voters. Your party's leading you down that way. What's a lot? Tell us what it's like when you get your super delegates too. I mean, I I, I don't care because I vote independent, but it's going to be funny to watch. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is, man. And there's a lot that has been going on. Um, and so, all right. So one of the things that we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Oh, gosh, this is going to be interesting. So I want to start off with uh, Hawkish Hawkins. Howie Hawkins. Oh, boy. um, Is former uh, presidential candidate of the Green Party for 2020. Uh, Just full disclosure, I did vote for him, but I didn't know he was like this until now. So. I have to say in, in the interview that I did with Howie Hawkins and, and also with Primo uh, uh, Nutmeg, who also um, or Primo Radical now, um, he he also did an interview with Howie Hawkins. And especially with the stance for Julian Assange, I mean, it kind of kind of threw me off 
Um, I would say that the Green Party in 2020 not only spectacularly failed miserably, but I urge everyone to check out Nico House's channel and uh, follow his previous work that he did in regards to the Green Party rigging up their primary. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. no, 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 no one talks about the 2020 Green Party primary and how odd that thing was going because it was almost like a click copy version of what was happening in 2016. But there you go. Mm-hmm. So let me show you guys. Uh, I took a screenshot just in case he took it down, but I don't think he did. I don't think he took it down. Um, let me check. Okay, I think his screen is still frozen, but we will still carry on. Yeah. Um, is it loading? It should. I want to show the yeah. Ah, jeez, Louise. This guy. All right, so let me share, share with you guys. Share my screen really quick. Mm. So this was from Howie Hawkins. He said, some of the peace movement call for a ceasefire and negotiations by U.S.-led Western imperialists with Russian imperialists to carve up Ukraine between them and call it peace. Stop pressuring Ukraine to accept partition, sign this petition. So it's basically a meme with Vladimir Putin. And it says we had to destroy the city in order to save it. Um, Now. I don't think Howie Hawkins actually gets uh, uh, what this means. Uh, A lot of people are basically saying, people like myself, that we need to get away from this proxy war. There needs to be a peace deal done. According to Naftali Bennett, there was a peace deal. Uh, a peace deal being formulated at the time, but then people like Boris Johnson got in the way and said, no, you will not have a peace deal. And it basically blocked the peace negotiations between Zelensky and Putin. So the West basically interfered from having any type of peace deal. And now you have people like Howie Hawkins that are saying, no, Ukraine needs to continue to fight Russia, even though it is at the cost of thousands of Ukrainian and Russian lives. What do you think? What do you think of, and not to mention Howie Hawkins also believes in Russiagate, but what is your opinion? on Howie Hawkins stands regarding the proxy war in Ukraine. Okay. First of all, every day that this war goes on, I keep on saying this is uh, again, us teetering uh, towards the inevitable point in which you're going to have some Jagoff somewhere in their office, whoever they may be American or Russian looking at that shiny red button that says nuke on it and say, Oh geez, what does this button do? And push it. Look, this war should have been stopped a long, long, long time ago. 
Um, the fact that Howie Hawkins is tweeting out stuff like this should tell should tell all of us and should inform all of us just how easily manipulated a lot of us can be to be pro-war because what we think Russia somehow rigged the 2016 election. That's not true. Again, looking at the Mir report, looking at the Durham report, what does it say that Russiagate and all this hype that we had to deal with in the aftermath of Trump ascending to the White House was nothing but one big lie? That was Rachel Maddow's bread and butter. And if you give me a moment, I just have to get this off my chest. When we look at the beginning stages of the war, before it started, before the war was getting started, what were our fantastic lawmakers doing? I've said this on the show, on my show, all the time. And I really want to drill this into people's heads. What were our lawmakers doing in the U.S. Senate and House, both Democrat and Republican? They were preparing to make a huge financial killing before the first Russian tank crossed the border. And as those Russian tanks crossed the border, did our lawmakers set an emergency session for the Senate and House to call for diplomatic talks and peace talks right away? No, they didn't. They called their third-party brokers. They called their investment people. And they started making huge financial killings. If you don't believe me, check out Unusual Whales. Go ahead, and you will see where your oh-so-fantastic Democratic and Republican lawmakers were at and what they were doing and how much a big financial profit that they made in the early stages of the Ukrainian war that's taking place now. So in other words, it's all about profit. Hey, uh, Howie Hawkins, look, I'm all for third parties. I, I know that the People's Party has its problems. I know for a fact the Greens have their problems. But when you start parroting the stuff that you hear from the Democratic Party and from corporate media, what makes you think there's going to be an influx of people that want to support you when you are sounding exactly the same as everybody else in this neoliberal nightmare? And, you know, while the counter I believe right now the counteroffense is taking place, you know, uh, a couple of those uh, Ukrainian tanks and those German made leopards, they're being destroyed. Billions of dollars in military tech equipment being destroyed right now. Uh, now, I don't know how what the end result will be for the Ukrainian counteroffense. Maybe they'll be successful, maybe not. But all I could see is all the countless waste of money, of resources being denied to the American people. All these aid packages going when, in, in fact, all these aid packages could have never happened in the first place if there were actually reasonable people calling for diplomacy. But we're not ruled by reasonable people. We're ruled by sociopaths that want to profit off of war and suffering. Mm -hmm. If Biden or anyone else in NATO actually gave a damn about peace, they would mm -hmm. try to do everything they can to ensure diplomacy and peace talks take root right away. But they chose not to. And so I have to wonder, in a Howie Hawkins administration, gee, Howie, are you going to be explaining to the American people uh, why we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine when there are neighborhoods that lack clean drinking water or schools aren't being properly funded? Our trains are derailing. Small businesses are being shut down. I mean, in the aftermath of the 2020 pandemic, where's the bailout for the American people? Where's our financial relief as inflation is impacting us? Where are our resources? Where is the help for the people? We're not getting it. So yeah. third party candidates, if you want to be different, be consistent. Break yeah. away from the neoliberal narrative. So what I had to say, because I know that there's been talks about maybe Dr. Cornell West uh, meeting up with the Greens and Chris Hedges about the campaign because of ballot access. I know Indy Left and Case Study QB posted that video where uh, Chris Hedges is saying, hey, I'm talking to Dr. West and. Uh, we were going to be setting up a meeting with the Green Party tomorrow morning, which is today, by the way. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, Greens, you need to reevaluate your leadership, just like People's Party has to. Hell, even libertarians too. All right, but I'll, I'll, I'll save, I'll save my commentary about libertarians for another day because at least they can actually fight and get on the ballot. But that's another story. Um, when when you have a party that's still pro- pro- promoting pro-war, Howie Hawkins, are you aware, uh, well aware where Doctor West stands on this? Should he potentially maybe switch parties and? run as a green are you well aware of where he stands on peace talks and how he's reaching out to people across the aisle because right here this tells me why his campaign in 2020 howie hawkins was an absolute failure that's my rant that's just my rant there's rumors of howie hawkins actually running for in 2024 just like oh you know. god great so the dime store version of the chicken lawyer from future rama is going to be running again awesome that was mean. I'm sorry. Body positivity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, that so, wasn't nice. That wasn't nice. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the one person who is in the Green Party called him out, called Howie Hawkins out. And I've had this person on my channel before, and she is very cool and i consider her a friend of the jb font channel and this is delia barrios she ran for the green party uh she ran under the green party for texas governor and this is what she says to howie hawkins she said you quote you are the worst candidate tell the people that you wouldn't share texas lists with me because your campaign manager wouldn't let you this was you last week who's paying for you who is paying for you to fly to other nations and stare at your phone during important meetings. And she actually has a picture of him, you know, as phone during the meeting, uh, you know, and he was flown by the Green Party. So, you know, and the part about Texas lists is I'm going to say for now alleged because I don't have the details of that. But at the same time, um, you know, this is what Delilah Berrios is, is basically saying. And this is sad because now you have uh, you have people who are within the Green Party that are actually saying that, yeah, we don't like him either. And it's like, isn't the Green Party supposed to be a pro-peace anti-war party? I mean, that's what that's what I was under the assumption of. And so while knowing i'll admit i i don't know as much as other people regarding the issue of ukraine i don't know as much as nick cruz or denny haifong i don't know as much as maybe they do or or somebody you know um uh somebody like maybe caleb moppin or um benjamin norton i don't know as much as they do but I know enough to know that this is pretty much due to NATO pushing eastward so much to the point where it put a threat. It, it basically threatened, you know, Russia. And so if you continuously come at my house with guns closer and closer, that threat becomes higher and higher. And on top of that, when you have people who are in the Donbass and in 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 Ukraine, 
and who are being killed. And then they go to Russia and go, please help us. You know, ethnic Russian and Russian speaking Ukrainians and say, help us. And then Russia goes, okay, we're going to go in. On top of all that, because they're being influenced, because the people against them are being influenced by the West through a coup. Mm-hmm. I mean, can, you know, yes, Russia's at fault, but they were pushed to that position. So while knowing that and trying to engage in peace talks would be the best solution. And for somebody like Howie Hawkins to say, no, no peace talks, just Ukraine needs to defeat them with the power of the West behind them. Do you want a nuclear war? Because that's how you get a nuclear war, Howie. Howard, we need peace talks, Howard. We're not going to continuously fund this proxy war while giving billions to Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, and all the other companies. And then you have these politicians who you're supposed to be against that are also getting dividends from these same companies. Howard. You know, when we look at what's happening right now, especially uh, as the counteroffense is taking place, yeah. remember, maybe Howie Hawkins is consuming the neoliberal media, especially when we're given such titles as, well, maybe a exchange of nations who want to launch the nukes, maybe a, a nuclear winter isn't so bad after all, because they've been David, they've, they've been posting art early a few months ago. They were posting articles like maybe it won't be so bad. Let me let you all in a little hint. See these cell phones, see these computer screens, see me and JB and all of you in the chat, all of us talking. If the nukes start flying and the mushroom clouds are in the sky, that's it. We're never coming back to this point in technology. All the resources dragged out of the earth to make this, uh, make communications the way they are, the way the societies are the way they are. There's no going back to that. It's never going to get rebuilt. Many areas will be uninhabitable for humans. The survivors will envy the dead. Humanity will stagnate back to a time in which before we ever had even indoor plumbing. So as far as I'm concerned, if people are in such a super fast rush to go ahead and have this war escalate, know this. A lot of us will not be there at the finish line. It is downright disheartening when you see people saying continue the war or, oh, wow, Russia is getting invaded or, oh, here comes this Ukrainian counterfence. And then on the other side, oh, look at all these Ukrainians. All I'm thinking is all the lives lost, which I got to quote Donald Trump, probably the only reasonable person who's saying, I want people to stop dying, dying. He said that in the CNN town hall. Again, I don't know how authentic Trump is. The man is a perpetual liar. That's all he is. But when he's saying, I want people to stop dying, and he comes off as more reasonable and not as unhinged as Nikki Haley, then I got to say, okay, Trump's the only reasonable person here because maybe he sees the big picture. Maybe he's like, I don't want my favorite places, and I want my golf, uh, golf, uh, golfing area, my resort, Mar-a-Lango, to uh, become an irradiated wasteland. Okay, Trump, selfish reasons, but okay, the rest of us get to live too. It's it's just how pathetic it is. The Green Party, you're supposed to be the anti-war party, the peace party, right? I mean, that's 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 your MO. That's that's how you operated. That's what you're all about. And now I'm hearing all these former anti-war people, all these activists. Hold on. This is this just came out the jar. 
All of these anti-war activists who kept on screaming and marching in the streets. Trump is going to cause World War III. Now they're all cheerleading for it. More weapons, more money. Hey, stupids. We're, we're suffering through an inflation. And right now, while you're in your nice little house, drinking your lattes and posting on social media, oh, this indictment's going to bring down Trump. We're edging closer to the extinction of the human species and an absolute financial collapse. Priorities? No wonder, no wonder, no wonder as it stands right now. A lot of these activists and people are quiet. They never meant a single thing. They never they never were consistent in where they stood on the issues. And that goes for everything. The kids in cages. Hey, Rob Reiner. Hey, fathead. Those kids are still in cages. You going to get in your car? I remember when he tweeted out, hang on, kids. We're going to come and get you. Hang on. You're going to get out of those cages. Or, or, or then, or then uh, all the people saying, <clears throat> we're going to protest in the streets if Trump gets rid of Roe v. Wade. Uh, oh, I don't see any of you out there. Where are you? Oh, none of none of you, none of you believe a single goddamn word you said. Now the anti-war people. Oh, we 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 need we need to have this ongoing war. We 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 got we got we got to give them more tanks. Release the leopards. That's why that's why I have I have a lot of harsh criticism towards the activist community because I remember interviewing these people. And I remember interviewing them, especially the anti-war group and every time in downtown Chicago they start somewhere and then protest right in front of Trump Tower. I always ask, even Daniel asked him this too, like, hey, okay, what's the end? Okay, you do this protest, but what else? What else are you going to do? That's why I call people like Rome or Misty Winston one of the dauntless views, uh, Jose Vega. I mean, at least they have consistency and actually have follow through. That's a key word, follow through. Mm -hmm. They are the exception. The general rule of most of those activists from 2016 to 2020, and even now, uh, they're, they're 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 just they're just going along. They're just going along with it. They're just LARPing. All these people saying, "Oh, we're part of a resistance." What you were afraid of Trump was doing, Biden is doing it. So all yeah. these people who said, "Oh, we got to resist fascism," you know what? I look at those people the same way I look at people who say, "If I was alive during the Civil War era, I would have helped the slaves. If I was alive during World War II, I would help the Jews escape the Nazis." No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, I, I raise a huge eyebrow when I hear somebody say like, and and and, and I actually had somebody say to me, "Well, gee, kid, what would you do?" I'll be like, "Okay, well, let me tell you something. If I was born and during that era, during the Civil War era, or during World War II in Europe, I would not be who I am now because of the events in my life made me who I am right now." Speaking to you, JB. So I don't know what kind of person I would be during those two time eras. I hope I'd be a good person. I hope uh, I'm reasonable enough. But I don't know that. And then, then I had a dumbass liberal chime in. So like, okay, what if you time traveled and went back in time? I was like, well, I'd find a way to get out because I'm I'm an anomaly. I have to get out of the time zone. <laughs> no, you got you got to get out of that. You don't want to cause like a you don't want to interfere with the timeline or anything like that. So there you go. I mean, that's 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 really how 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 I view things. It's it's just it's 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 so stupid when you see people like Howie Hawkins then promoting this all this ongoing war. You're part of the Green Party. You're part of that movement. You're supposed to be anti-war, and yet you're tweeting out stuff of, oh, ongoing war. That's that's just my rant. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the facts uh, of what's the actual facts on the ground regarding this proxy war, 
dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's my question, you know? And I, I just, I'm at a point right now where I'm just like, yeah, we need more people who are going to say the opposite of what the establishment is saying, because the establishment keeps putting out the same narrative over and over and over. We have to stop, insert, uh, you know, major evil person in the world, and then an uptick in our military actions all over the world. And so... And, and and they will uptick on these military actions without actually taking care of any of the veterans that come home from doing any of these military actions because they really don't care, right? And so I'm looking at people, you know, like Dr. West, who's running, and I spoke about this earlier this week. It is not missed upon me that, you know, the party that he is running in. Mm-hmm. And that I have concerns with, but there are concerns with every third party. Basically, they're just are. However, uh, you alluded to something, and I actually want to show this because I'm not sure if all my viewers seen this yet. But this, this came out. It's out in the public now, so I'm gonna share it. Uh, shout out to, <coughs> ooh, excuse me, shout out to any news network. They're a friend of the channel. They actually have a uh, a video that was at the Worker Strike Back uh, event in Manhattan that came out yesterday. It says, breaking in Worker Strike Back event in Manhattan, New York City, Chris Hedges tells Brenna Joy Gray that he has set up a meeting between the Green Party and Cornell West and recommends he run on a Green Party ticket out of concern of the People's Party's lack of ballot access. So, you alluded to this. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. Uh, President Hedges, uh, about this announcement that Cornell West is running, uh, he's decided to run uh, with a group of the People's Party. I know Socialist Alternative, um, Workers' Strike Back has advocated for a new party, a new third party. There have been questions about why not run with the Green Party. Uh, MPP has been embroiled in a degree of controversy over the course of the last couple of years. And I wonder what you make strategically about uh, of that particular choice and how the left should I've been playing with my phone because I set up meeting Cornell and the Green Party for a long time um, because of the issues of Jews' Okay. So right there, okay. he just said that he set up a green a uh, 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 a meeting with the Green Party and Dr. Cornell West for the same issues that she just raised. Very good. I I, th- I think that's fine. Uh, so here's the thing. I talked about that this morning too. Uh, look, I want there to be a third party movement in this country. All right, that's including the libertarians. Okay, and I I, I again I believe in being consistent. I believe in freedom of speech, uh, mm-hmm. and I believe in the existence of Americans having the choice. I'll even go a step further and say abolish all political parties. But sure. we're not there yet. And hell, I want all states to have citizen ballot initiatives. I want them to yes. be citizen ballot access, all that kind of good stuff. I want that to happen. That's I think I, I think I think, okay, 
uh, maybe leftist mafia, maybe humanist report and everyone else has been chiming in about Dr. Cornell West uh, running with the people's party. Yes. The people's party is not perfect, but uh, what is your solution then? What you're going to cancel him now. Everyone's going to act like a goddamn Puritan now because, Oh no, Dr. Cornell West is with the people's party. Well then what's your goddamn solution then go back to voting for Biden. That's it. Carrying water for the Democrats. That's it. I'm not doing that. Mm. Okay. And I will be consistent on that. I'm not going to be puritanical and cancel somebody because, oh, Dr. Cornell West is in the People's Party. I may not agree with it, but I'm not going to cancel. Like, oh, that's it. It's over. He's my hero. I must cancel him now. No, no. God damn it. I want to see how much is he really going to fight. I want to see if the People's Party is going to follow through. And if this is what it takes to build maybe the movement. That was destroyed by Bernie Sanders because he did destroy that political movement. Bernie Sanders is not running. That cuck just endorsed Biden. So he's out the game. Bernie's time is over. So if Dr. Cornell West is going to be running and maybe he switches to the Greens, I'm still okay with Socialist Alternative and all these workers' parties. And, yes, People's Party forming a coalition and actually trying to get him on the ballot. Okay? I want to see that happen. I demand to see that happen. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what's going to come of this. Maybe Dr. Cornell West says, I'm not going to run with the Greens. I'm made with the People's Party. That's who I'm going to be with. If the Greens want to help out the People's Party, fine. But everyone needs to come down to a conclusion of, okay, how are we doing this? Because when I look at the left movement right now in this country, all I'm seeing is absolute cannibalism and puritanical logic. I must cancel you. I must cancel you. I must cancel you. Well, then we ha then there's then there's nothing here. Mm -hmm. And the leftist movement, the remnants of the Bernie Sanders movement, deserves to be ridiculed for all time. Because if you are expecting perfection in humans, you're living in a fantasy realm. I want to see what happens from this meeting. I'm very curious to see what the overall conclusion will be. Will Dr. Cornell West go to the Greens? Fine. But that's still not going to stop corporate media from smearing him when you have big brain idiots from BSDNC calling him right wing. Now, again, look at who Dr. Cornell West is. He's been consistent. He calls Biden, Brother Biden. He calls Bernie, Brother Bernie. He even calls Trump, Brother Trump. And I have my criticism of all three of those people. But, hey, that's who Dr. Cornell West is. That's who he's always been, consistent. That's who he is. Have you not been paying attention? Just like the people trying to cancel Roger Waters. He's been doing that freaking show for 40 years. You're trying to cancel him now? We're going to get into that, too. <laughs> I want to jump into that. So, I didn't so, have so, it on the thumbnail because I already made it. But so, in other words, yeah, good, good, good on this. I, I hope, I hope, I hope there's a, a reasonable conversation amongst all sides, and maybe the idea of building a united coalition front. I hope that happens. That's the best case scenario. I want to see that happen. And for all these people saying this person must be canceled, this person must be canceled, pretty soon you're going to be by yourself in your little echo chamber. And I will not tolerate that. I do not tolerate puritanical logic. And the reason why I don't tolerate puritanical logic is because that puritanical logic is embedded in American society. Who were the Puritans? They were the goddamn freaking pilgrims. And before anyone else says, oh, the pilgrims were persecuted, no, the people of England told them to get the F out. The Puritans, when they were in power, Canceled Christmas. Forbade people from drinking, smoking, all this stuff. No fun. They told the pilgrims to get out. That puritanical logic of work, 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 get closer to God, or you have to be like us or else you are excommunicated. 
What kind of life is that? What kind of mindset is that? That's boring and pathetic, and it shows a sign of weakness to me. And there are people like that in the left and in the right. Get over yep. yourself. Nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's continue because he goes further. Party run in the alternative, or I'm recommending that the green part, the Cornell Cubs is the green part. Yes, 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 please, please. Just, just a, a, an aside. I actually appreciate when somebody gives direct answers to questions instead of mm-hmm. skirting around. Right, it's lovely. Agreed. Please do it. So, but yeah, I share all your concerns, and um, just on the issue of ballot access, the People's Party has a ballot, and I haven't worked with Ralph in his campaign this off. All the impediments, most of them are very close to make it impossible for a third party. So, yeah, that's the end of it. But what let me ask you this mm-hmm. What would you say if somebody like Chris Hedges was the campaign manager? I would say that's a very smart tactical decision and something that the Bernie Sanders campaign should have done. I, I say I say this for uh, in regards to Chris Hedges because, again, consistency. That's what matters to me the most, being consistent, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he has had experience in the realm of politics. He knows all too well what to expect from the neoliberal establishment system. Um, if there was one advice I would give to Chris Hedges and to the potential Green People's Party coalition or whatever kind of coalition should form up, uh, your main goal is for the party, whatever it may be, green or people's, uh, to get enough approval and support in the polls in which not only will you be on the ballot but on the debate stage, but the idea of also then being federally recognized as a new political party. You're not going to win the White House. I don't think a third party movement's going to do that. Not not in this. If if we were gonna if we if there was gonna be a third party potential winning, the infrastructure should have been built in 2016. I think yeah. uh, Chris Hedges can be an outstanding general and somebody who will be ready to fight against the smears from MSNBC, CNN, or anyone else in establishment media. He has the uh, foresight to know what to expect and is a good friend of Dr. Cornell West to you know speak the truth to him. And to talk to him and to be reasonable. So I think there's there's a lot of things to deal with. And uh, he would be a good front card person to have as a campaign manager. I can't think of anyone else that could fill the job better than him. Unless yeah. you got another conclusion. Well, some people in the chat are saying as running mate instead. Um, no, no. General, <laughs> general. He, he, he Sometimes I know, I know it sounds great to have a running mate. But if you need someone who is seasoned enough to know what to expect from the media. He was with the Ralph Nader campaign. He's been through that. He saw what happened to Bernie Sanders in 2016. Mm-hmm. I remember even speaking to Chris Hedges in 2016. Mm-hmm. He wiped his hands with Bernie. He was like, you know, Bernie, Bernie abandoned the movement. And I, I, as naive as I was when I was in Philly, 
I didn't think that that was, uh, you know, I, I thought that was a little bit of extreme. But now looking back at it, boy, was I naive. He was correct. So I would say have him as a manager, as your campaign manager, and then put him somewhere to be close in your administration. As a running mate, maybe Kusama Swan, because he said that. He said that. He said that at the table at, at the very end. It was very quiet. The microphone didn't pick it up. But he said, hey, Kusama Swan is VP, to which I have to say, that makes perfect sense. Okay, I'm down with that. But I need a fighter. Yeah, and the thing is that, you know, like I said, uh, I won't be endorsing anybody. And as far as uh, some, but at the same time, someone like West brings forth a, a, a big conversation that needs to happen all, all over the nation regarding these things. And, you know, it gets a lot of people, particularly poor and working people talking and thinking. Mm -hmm. And so this is why channels like yours at Heartlands, you know, mine, RBN, uh, hell, uh, people like Midwestern Marks, MCSC Network, Nico House's new channel, um, you know, hey, even Jimmy Dore. Like there's so many people that can harp on this, right? And then go, okay, we know you guys want to uh, cancel all student debt. Let's move it further to also having college tuition free, right? You know, and, and all these different things so that we push it even further because, uh, you know, as old saying goes, if you shoot for the stars, you might get the moon. Mm -hmm. And so, and this isn't necessarily my opinion uh, to do to keep the system in place, but this is a way to kind of safeguard the people in a way while we take this system, while we end this system and create a new one. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Or even if it, it it invigorates people to want to change the system, because I honestly do think that nothing is going to come about positively except for the ideas that are put out by dr west and so if that happens and they see the democrats being the democrats and they see the republicans being the republicans because we know a snake we're going to count on the snakes being who they are then that's going to ignite people into going you guys rigged it against this guy and we all and we liked him and so now we're going to take this system and we're going to turn we're going to flip the table over and we're going to change it and so this is something that I would like to see. It's basically taking, I hate to put it this way, but it's like taking uh, the little baby hippo, right? The one guy that everybody likes, right? Everybody's <laughs> chill and cool with Dr. Cornell West for the most part. They got some disagreements with him, but he's a nice guy. Everybody knows he's a nice guy. And then watch him get abused by this system. And once he gets abused by this system, it's like putting it's like putting a baby hippo on a log in the middle of the river. And you have all of the, the crocodiles around surrounding him and ready to pounce. And as soon as those crocodiles are ready to pounce, the mother hippo, a.k.a. the people go flip the table over and like we're done with this. I don't know if it's going to happen that way. 
But I'm saying mm -hmm. that could be a possible scenario where people are sick and tired of being sick and tired and they're sick and tired of this duopoly. What are your thoughts? Agreed. Um, I wouldn't underestimate Dr. Cornell West too much. You know, I mean, okay. yes, he's a nice guy, but I will not uh, underestimate him uh, being brutal and tough when it needs to be. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, um, okay. first, what what needs to happen, and I'm quoting due dissonance on this because uh, uh, Hardland's media due dissonance and RBN have been doing the post-duopoly show uh, these past few weeks. And um, again, give I want to give this up until September because I'm taking this from due dissonance. You know, I want to see if, if this campaign is truly going to be building the strong infrastructure movement to get on the ballot and be on the debate stage. Because again, for all we know... Uh, what could happen? Worst case scenario, this conversation with the Greens uh, doesn't go well. And everyone dismisses the idea of a coalition and people's party still can't make it on the ballot. So in other words, Dr. Cornell West is running, but he's only on the ballot in three states. Then that's a uh, ship stuck in the water. And the Greens, they only got the access to 21 states to be on the ballot. Um, so everybody needs to work together. And the only person that can lead it would have to be uh, Dr. Cornell West and his ability to unite people. And look, when push, when push comes to shove, uh, people will surprise you. So um, maybe people will say they've had enough. Uh, maybe his messaging and campaign is enough. But the thing is, he has to build that infrastructure up now, now, in order to make an impact uh, amongst potential voters. Um, but the main goal isn't winning the White House. The main goal is getting your party to be recognized federally so it can get the proper funding yeah i think it's supposed to be at least five percent uh i think you need to get five percent of the vote yeah you need to get five percent yeah you need to get five no, actually you got a little bit yeah you got if anything knowing third parties what they have to deal with you got to at least get higher than that yes five percent is a threshold but you want to shoot a little bit higher than five percent you want to at least I'll get higher than that yeah, shoot shoot for 10 or shoot for 12 at least, at least that. And that's an astronomical number, and that is a big number and a tall order to ask for. And same thing, too, in regards for approval rating or being recognized by voters, you want to get at least above 15%. So that's that's what you have to do, and that's, and that's the arduous task that Dr. Cornell West's campaign has to do. Same thing, and look, I would say this to the libertarians. Look, your main goal isn't winning the White House because that ain't going to happen, all right? It won't happen. Unless something really stupid happens. But I'm not going to do a what if because that's insulting the audience. You have to be recognized on the national level. And you have to yeah. get then that federal funding. So Libertarians, Greens, People's Party, quit screwing around here. I'm your biggest cheerleader, but I will be the same person too to also call you out on not doing it. And by the way, my state, the Greens are not on the ballot. In my state, the People's Party is not on the ballot. My state is notoriously draconian to third parties, all right? A Democratic candidate or Republican candidate has to at least at the bare minimum get 2,000-plus signatures. Greens and Libertarians, and yes, even New People's Party, have to, if you want to be secure, at least with Illinois state laws, get around 30,000. That's the number you have to do because what Illinois will do is like, oh, this person didn't sign their name properly. Oh, there's no I here. That's wrong. Oh, the T isn't crossed. This A looks like a B. You might think I'm exaggerating, but in all my previous interviews that I've done with my colleague Daniel towards third parties here in Illinois, the story is always the same. It's extremely harsh and brutal, and usually the Illinois Greens and Illinois Libertarians have to go to the Illinois State Court just so they can secure their names to, be, to get their candidates on the debate stage or on the ballot. 
Yeah, because they actually, these two parties, especially the Democrats, do not like democracy. And neither do the Republicans. The Republicans won't, won't yeah. uh, are, are more than happy to do bipartisanship work to stop a third-party candidate from being on the debate yeah. stage. And that's why you need someone like Chris Hedges as a campaign manager so he yeah. can swim through that sewer that is American politics. Yeah, he can definitely make sure that they dot their I's and cross their T's. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah. So there was something that you um, you mentioned earlier in as far as uh, being about canceling. And I, I going to have this. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about this, uh, you know. But at the same time, this is breaking breaking news. It happened around eleven a.m. this morning. So if anybody watched our coverage on Sabby and JB show on Thursday night, we actually went over the we actually went over the response by uh roger waters and the response to him being quote-unquote anti-semitic uh because of his show that he's been doing for over 40 years and it was done it was recorded through double down news which they actually have some really good content uh, yep. So if you guys do not follow Double Down News, I actually recommend that you guys follow Double Down News as well. Uh, but this was what we saw this morning, and I screenshot it, and it's still down. It says, our interview with Roger Waters, which reached over 1.5 million people, has been deleted. This is extremely disturbing at Twitter. At Elon Musk, can you please help explain and reinstate the video with Roger Waters? That video that I shared on Savvy and JB show last night was deleted. It's not the and, first time Twitter's uh, shown its hypocrisy. I mean, case study QB's channel is still being goddamn censored, which is stupid. So, yeah. I mean, Elon is, again, he's have uh, he's, he's taking his hands off approach. I mean, he still owns the thing, but he has a new person as its CEO. So, uh, Elon, you might want to fix the damn thing because there was nothing controversial that Roger Waters said in that video. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'm, oh, wait, is it back? Oh, it's back. Hey, crap. hang on. I think enough people let a big stink. Hang on. Let me share my screen. As they should. As it's they should. Back. It's back. Okay. To cancel Roger Woods. Why aren't there real journalists going, hang on a minute, this is bullshit. Maybe we just said it. <laughs> Isn't That's that right. Roger Waters is uncancelable. You know, I actually on, on Thursday night uh, last week, I actually did a movie night and we actually played uh the movie The Wall. And uh, for those who live underneath a rock, to all these people saying that Roger Waters is anti-Semitic, RFK Jr., come on, buddy, listen. Yeah, you're being stupid. You drink a tall glass of stupid water. I could forgive you for that. Just maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm still going to call. I mean, again, again, this is pretty dumb that you delete that tweet in support of him. But if, has anyone really paid attention to what the lyrics are or what the show of what the wall is? I mean, you know, it's kind of a little bit about what 
Roger had to go through as a child. I mean, his father, just like the character's father in the movie, served in the Second World War. And his father died. His father was a conscious ejector, especially during that time, during the war. His father died in 1944. Roger's earliest memory is the victory over Japan Day. And it has to deal with a little bit of depression, abandonment, loneliness. About the, again, the, the pressures of that abandonment. And even if you are a top tier celebrity, guess what? Money don't buy happiness. So for all these people wanting to cancel it, do you understand music? Do you understand lyrics? Do you understand what things are about? Or are, are you just listening to it and or just watching the show, not paying attention to the words in the lyrics? Because that's the thing. Like e even even before I, you know, became who I am right now. I mean, you listen to music to the lyrics. What is being told to you through song? Do you understand? All these people want to cancel him, saying, "Oh, Roger Waters is wearing a Nazi armband." No, it's two hammers crossed. It's it's satire, making fun of the Nazis and the fascists. That's the key word, satire. Not that him embracing it, he's making fun of it. He's calling out how ridiculous fascism is, how ridiculous the Nazis were. And I have, I, you got me and JB and everyone else who's standing in solidarity with Roger Waters explaining it to you. No, no one has an excuse unless they're really stupid and lack critical thinking. And unfortunately, I think we, we, we're we this, in this day and age where, where people are just uh, um, incapable of thinking for themselves and going along with the herd. So shout out to Roger Waters. Uh, I hope he keeps on doing the show, The Wall. And I know recently now there's been some pushback about him doing the show in Brazil, to which I have to say he's been doing the show for 40 freaking years. 40 years now, 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 now it's it's so bad, JB. It's, it's going to incite racism. It's going to start a new fascist wave all across the world. Oh, heaven forbid. God forbid. Roger Waters does his show because it's being anti-Semitic. Get out of here. Nutless yeah. wonders. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to share something that I didn't get to share on the Savvy and JB show. And this is going to be very interesting. Um, this is one of those moments where somebody would be like, ha! I can't believe that they actually did it. Okay. So this is also from Double Down News. Double Down News says, nothing to see here. Just Israeli Pink Floyd cover band echoes dressed in quote-unquote Nazi costume performing Rogers Waters the Wall live in Tel Aviv, Israel in 2020. What? I'm surprised the Nazis didn't take over Israel. What the hell? So I'm, I'm going to keep this... Um, Mute it because I don't want, you know, to get copy, you know, a copyright strike. But look, this is in Tel Aviv in 2020. Oh, my God. They're actually doing the show. Wow. And so you mean to tell me you're going to condemn Roger Waters for satire, for actually making fun of fascism, for actually condemning fascism. And then the same show that makes fun of and condemns fascism is actually played in Israel, in Tel Aviv. And yet, now you're switching up and going, oh, no, that's 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 anti-Semitic. By the way, while I'm here, right, while I'm saying this that these things, if you're going to go after somebody for making fun or for satirizing fascism, 
then you're ne- you need to go after Ralph Fiennes for playing a Nazi soldier. You need to go after um you need to go after all these actors and actresses that play Nazis. Right? Oh, and while we're at it, let's go after everybody that ever played a slave master in a movie. <laughs> You know, I just, I, I just, I just thought of that because, because you know, here, here's, here's the thing. I can't help but laugh when people were trying to cancel Robert Downey Jr. for the character that he played in Tropic Thunder. I mean, th- that's on par with that. That's, and I could see people being that brain dead. You played a slave master movie. It's called a character, okay? All the characters in Django Unchained who were uh, slavers and are, really are brutal, cancel, right? You know, yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like the director called action and some random white person got in there said some racist things the director said cut no it's called acting the key word acting pretending yeah. to be something but people really are yeah. that stupid because they went to cancel robert downey jr for tropic thunder and if you pay attention to what tropic thunder is about i mean it's, it's about the ridiculousness of hollywood the actors the entire business the entire cesspool that is hollywood you think you think uh, Robert Downey Jr. just woke up one day and said, "Hmm, I'm gonna play a very controversial character. I'm gonna put on blackface and pretend to be a black man." And like, no, no, he's a he, he's a guy playing another guy to be another guy. Okay, he he's he's an actor, actor, which means pretend, just like how Roger Waters was making satire of the Nazis. He was pretending and he was making fun of the Nazis, but there are brain dead people who just can't think for themselves. And I really have to wonder, maybe idiocracy truly was a documentary and that's where we're going. There won't be an age of enlightenment. Star Trek ain't going to happen. It's, 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 it's going to, it's, 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 it's going to be idiocracy. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's where we're going. Plants yeah. crave Brando. Exactly. It's, it's what plants crave. Norton. Yeah. Go after Ed Norton. Like, yeah. American history X. Are we going to go after Edward Norton now? We're gonna go after him. We're gonna go after. We're gonna go after the Hulk. Edward Norton killed a black man in the movie. Like, no, that was acting, acting. That wasn't even real. There might person be like, look what Edward Norton did in this film. Like, no, he he read the script. His character was a neo Nazi. He's 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 not gonna he's not gonna serve anyone who's uh who's who's not white uh, milk and cookies. No, his his character is a neo Nazi. He's not a friendly person. But that's how yeah. stupid people are. Oh, okay. Liam Neeson in Schindler's List. Put him on the list. Yeah. The thing is, is like they're playing characters, and even um, oh my god. Jack from the Titanic. I'm forgetting his name. I don't know why. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, when he was in Django, he had huge reservations for saying the N-word in the movie. And Jamie Foxx came up to him. Him and Samuel L. Jackson told him, say it. It's part of the movie. Say it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're a slave master. You're, you're Leonardo, you're, you're pretending to be the slave. They, they weren't good people, those slave masters, okay? And you're you playing play a monster. really bad one, too, in Candyland. You know? And my thing is, like, if we're going to go after, if we're going to go after Roger Waters for, sat- for satire, then are we going to condemn Stephen Colbert 
for cosplaying a conservative yeah. on the Colbert Report. Are we going to say, oh, my God, he's a far right winger now? I mean, he used to call, um, oh, my God, that guy from Fox News. He used to call him Papa Bear. I would think Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, he used to call Bill O'Reilly Papa Bear. But it's satire. <laughs> they know. Here's the crazy part. Here's the nefarious part about it. They knew it's satire. They knew it is. And they were the one clapping their hands in Tel Aviv in 2020 at the show. And now they're going, oh, no, that's that, that's anti-Semitic. When in reality, mm-hmm. it's not anti-Semitic. It's actually pro-Semitic. Because it's basically saying that, no, we're not going to stand for fascism. And we're actually going to talk about how bad it is. And we're actually going to cosplay and talk about how bad it is and satirize it. Mm. That's exactly what they did. And that's what Roger Waters has been doing for 40 years. 40 years. And so making fun of something bad is now doing that bad thing? Well, the thing is, uh, look, a lot of these liberals... I've said this before, right? And I'm going to say it again because I think I haven't been saying it as much. But um, a lot of these liberals, these vote blue no matter who people, these cancel culture people, if given the opportunity, they'd be just like Trump. Because secretly, they covet him. They want to be just like him. Secretly, Trump reveals how people really do feel. And a lot of these people who are part of cancel culture, a lot of these people who want to cancel us and censor, if given power, they, they they would put people on lists. They would remove people. And I always have to question people, say cancel. Yes, are there bad people who don't deserve a platform? Absolutely. But they are their own worst enemies. Usually people can – the only person who will do you in is yourself. That's the truth in life. You are your own worst enemy. So all these people want for cancel, 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 cancel. Just remember, put them in a uniform, and they're more than happy to act like the guy, first name Adolf, last name Hitler, or either that be like Donald Trump or anybody else. They secretly covet that power. And by doing that, the hide behind the mask of neoliberals saying, we care about how people feel. Really? People are smart enough to make their own decisions. Listen to the lyrics. Pay attention to the film. Pay attention to the TV show. What is being said to you? Listen to the words. Just don't look at the pictures. Sometimes you got to turn your brain on. A story is being told to you. A story is being told to you. Listen to the music. If people are not going to, then you are in no position to be saying cancel this or cancel that because I'm going to view you as a moron and I will treat you as a moron. Then the fact that there are people now worldwide, because this is an American issue, it's it's a worldwide issue because people are saying cancel the show in Brazil. Uh, do, do, do not listen to things? Are is Has everyone really gotten dumber? And if that's the case, there may be no hope for art. Look at Hollywood. I mean, right now it's creatively bankrupt. What what, what are you expecting people to watch? Uh, what, the bad guy easily gets defeated? Oh, the bad guy doesn't say bad things or do bad things? Oh, you can't do this because that's controversial? What, 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 what do you expect entertainment is and storytelling is? Sometimes you got to shock people. Sometimes you got to make people think and be critical. Yeah. Watch the wall for those of you who are easily triggered. Then watch the wall, listen to the lyrics, and you realize, oh, it's not about fascism; it's about depression and sadness and loneliness and the futility of war. If you watch the wall, you know some of that imagery. I forgot how brutal it was. 
especially when uh they're they're showing the scenes of the uh battle i don't want to spoil too much you know but i mean it's like it's it's very brutal and it shows how ridiculous war is and how much uh loss there is so stop 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 with cancel culture because you're no better than the fascists that would do cancel culture that's what i think of it so you could you could say you're an ally you could say you're a friend but if you truly are an ally and a friend, you will not be part of censorship. But I guess, hey, anything for clout and name and saying, oh, because it, it makes me feel sad. Well, too bad. But it, it's not even really cancel. Like, like, who are you really canceling, though? Because, for instance, I know a few people who have actually been canceled. You do, too. Mm-hmm. Where's Martin Luther King Jr.? Huh. He was canceled. Right? Where is Shireen Abdul-Ekleh? She was canceled. Jamal Khashoggi? Canceled. Malcolm X? Canceled. Right? Uh, Tortuguita? Canceled. Are we going to go down this line? Because we're going to talk about the real people who are canceled. The people who actually spoke out against the system. Tupac. So, uh, somebody in the chat mentioned Tupac. Tupac. Right? And he was on a unification tour to bring the Crips and the Bloods together so that they can actually start, you know, actually doing things for the community again. Hmm. So if we're going to talk about cancellation, we're going to talk about really getting canceled. The people of Atlanta just got canceled with Cop City. See, a lot of times people talk about cancel culture when it comes to entertainers and people like that. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about the real shit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and, and you're from Chicago. You know the history about the Black Panthers and the Young Lords and the Young Patriots. Canceled, canceled, canceled. And anyone trying to bring in reform in this city, canceled. Maybe not in the final cancellation, but uh, this city's hyper-segregated. So, yeah, it's it's all too real. Yeah. So the thing is, is that we have to focus on the things that matter as far as a direct influence over our lives and so look the Haitian people are being canceled the Sudanese people are being canceled a lot of people don't talk about that so that's why it's important to keep our focus right so that's what I think is is necessary, but man, now I'm gonna regret doing this. We're gonna go to the next story. Because oh, last God. time you were over here, oh, no. you had me ready to walk out on my own show. Oh no, Kit. Yeah, I I, I know it's coming. I just was. I, I know. You know. You, 
you know, you know, you know when you're having fun and then finally you, you got you got to do some serious work. And it's like, oh, yeah, we God. actually got to do the real work. Yeah, we got to do the real work. Okay. I really don't want to do this, kid. Oh, gosh. All right. Here we go. Before I get into that, let, let, I'm going to prolong this just one second. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hit that ring bell notification. That way you know when JB Font goes live all the time on his network. And the only way to support his channel also, and listen, if you cannot support him through YouTube Super Chats or through Patreon or whatever else he has within his uh, show notes within the description box below, please also share his content on social media. Your support will help him build up his channel and make sure that he remains consistent in providing all of you quality news and content so that way you are informed to fight for a better future. Now more than ever, we need to have free voices like JB. That was my commercial. Come on, man. Come on. Tag it. Tag it. You got to do this. No. Number one, that was amazing. Hey, there we go. That's my radio voice back that, in the day. I still got it. That was still amazing. Oh, oh, you still got it. That's what she said. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stigmatizing for the super chat. <laughs> this is why I love having you on. <laughs> Oh dear, 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 dear. It, let me check on uh, let me see. Um and then we have Gregory Walker on uh on Rockfin. Gregory said Gregory says uh mainstream media gave me my opinion and he's a Nazi. Uh Michael Rappaport. Oh, thank thanks a lot. I think they're being uh facetious, but yeah. Um so, next story. Uh, oh, this lady, Professor Lightfoot. Her. Did you know about this story before I? Yeah, of course you knew. Of course you knew. I right? thought she was gone. I thought she went right back to the uh, enchantment land of hell, where uh, <laughs> the, the, the other the other demonic leprechauns were at. But uh, I, I guess I was wrong. Oh my gosh! I cannot. Oh my god! Demonic leprechaun. Okay, that's funny. Um. So, Mrs. Uh, Lightfoot. Yes. Um, she's going to be a professor at Harvard, uh, uh, TH Chan School of Public Health. God, let's look at the article. Ex Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot headed to Harvard to teach. One term mayor. Dear God, are you kidding me right now? You know, that NASCAR event is still happening here in the city. It's going to happen. No. Yes, it's still going on. And this this city's not prepped for it. There's a reason why there are large airports or big fields outside of Chicago to NASCAR. This city isn't built. I, I hope I hope people did their job for safety because I see a disaster happening. And it ain't going to be pretty. Anyways. NASCAR instead, instead, she 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 focused on that instead of oh I don't know uh, a UBI because she said oh the people of Chicago don't need it she gave funding for that new police academy uh nothing for our schools mental health facilities still shut down lead in our drinking water I mean this 
this mayor ran on a quote unquote progressive change. And then when she was running, she said she, she basically used a Biden line. Like if, if you're black and you're going to be voting for on these other candidates, we don't want you like, okay, fine. Miss I'm in third place. Didn't make it to the final two. <laughs> One term mayor. <laughs> it was more than just black people that voted against you. It had a Wait. whole coalition. Hey, re- remember that song by Nelly number one, when he said two is not a rent, two is not a winner and three nobody remembers. Yep. Lori, Miss Lori, come on now. But she's come got on. an eagle the size uh, the size of a galaxy. She almost got uh, a limo driver fired from her job from a bad Yelp review, and the company had looked into it, and the company responded back to her, hey, all our limo drivers have private cameras installed within, and we checked it, and our limo driver did not use your bathroom. He showed up on time. He did not make a mess. He did not leave the car. You are giving a false statement. That was before she became freaking mayor. Call me liar. Look it up. You got you got the Library of Alexandria right before you. Wait, she could afford a limo driver before she was mayor? Uh, let, 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 let me, let me, let me go ahead and pull this up because there, that's my first question. Uh, yeah, hold on. Lightfoot Yelp review. Yeah. This crazy Yelp review from the new Chicago mayor. This is from August limo company. Yep. I called it. There we go. Here we go. Uh, do, 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 uh, <coughs> from, uh, Lightfoot. I would never use VIP limo again. Driver Carlos showed up early uh, for our pickup. A good sign, right? Turned out not to be so. Carlos shows up, wants to use our bathroom. A little strange, but fine. Turns out he pisses in our toilet and does not have the courtesy to put down the toilet seats. Beginning of the end. We are going to the United Center. Carlos clearly has no idea who uh, who to get there. He is totally reliant on whack GPS system that has him driving his huge Cadillac Escalade stretch down extremely narrow Chicago neighborhood streets. This is a person who ran on uh, like you know social reforms and everything else and progressive policies. <laughs> she didn't do that. Bernie also uh, again uh, you know I, I don't think Bernie was fully on board with her. I don't think he gave her an endorsement, but uh, you know she she definitely got a lot of people from the Bernie Sanders movement to support her. Going in route to make no sense, I had to take over she had to take over and give him clear directions to get the expressway apparently that was totally emasculating him oh no she chopped off his wang bone uh but how says my gps says i get off the vision off the expressway when we are going much further she she, she wrote a whole dissertation she wrote a whole dissertation all right she wrote a whole dissertation but here's what the company wrote in response to her because i mean i could go on i don't want to take up too much of your time but uh, she, she, she wrote a whole dissertation here. Uh, <clears throat> here's what the company said. Our driver did not use your bathroom. We checked the vehicle cameras. He did not enter your home, period. You had lots of guests over, and of them could have done what you claim. Our wonderful driver, uh, Carlos, did. He did not do that. So, again, he did not leave the vehicle. Our drivers have GPS systems that work with current events and traffic. Chicago often has festivals, and we have to work our way around them. It is not your place to tell him how to do his job, period. Our drivers asked for a gentleman's phone number actually because they don't even want to seem inappropriate asking for a lady's phone number. And you should appreciate that Carlos took time to ask for a backup phone number in case you lose your signal or battery. Again, our drivers know what they're doing and have experience, period. It seems to me the only person who is sexist, my dear, is you, period. I don't know where you come to your conclusion that you were emasculating him. 
Maybe you hope you were, exclamation point. Your language is horrendous and lewd. Just your rant here to make me feel embarrassed uh, for you. Also, wow, that's pretty insulting to refer to women who like to take a lot of pics at their events as dumb female. Your driver arrived early. He got you on time and safely to your event, period. Your credit card you provided on the contract was declining. Lightfoot's card, declining. We even let you use a different credit card for payment, comma, which is against our rules, period. And you received an upgrade vehicle twice the price of what you paid for without any, uh, any upcharge as free upgrade from out company, period. I wish I could review customers like you. Find something better to do with your time, and you should appreciate great service when you receive it. Uh, so, hey, anyone's going to be taking Lightfoot's course, you're all going to probably fail it. Told you we are going to have fun on your show. And that was for 2019. And the thing is, that's our mayor, our former mayor, Lightfoot. Who would dress up like a cartoon caricature all the time. The Rona Destroyer. She even dressed up as a leprechaun one time. Well, not a leprechaun. She dressed up for St. Patty's Day and she looked like a dime store version of a leprechaun. And, it, and then and then she had then she had the infamous census cowboy. You, you, you remember you remember during the George Floyd protest, there was that one guy in Chicago who was riding a horse. That was the yeah, uh, I think he was the census cowboy at one point. Let's go back to the story. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's get into the story. It says, former Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot will teach a course at Harvard later this year on health policy and leadership, she announced on Thursday. Uh, quote, I've always loved teaching, and the opportunity to get back to it is something I am really excited about. I learned a lot over the past four years, and this gives me an opportunity to share my experiences and perceptions and governing through one of the most challenging chapters in American history. I had to sit back just to, just to avoid any kind of words about Lightfoot talking about how she loves teaching. Let me explain about Lightfoot and her love of teaching or trying to enlighten people. Oh, God. This is a woman who was enforcing, uh, especially during the pandemic. You can't have any parties. You can't do this. Can't go outside. Stay inside. Stay inside. And then, and then of course, while, while the city is on fire, while the city is uh, suffering through the height of the George Floyd protest, what is she doing? She's kind of making out these ridiculous campaign commercials where she's dancing and having fun. This city suffered under Lightfoot's mismanagement. She knows nothing of leadership. She knows nothing about caring for communities. She abandoned the black community. She abandoned the Latino community. She abandoned the white communities. She abandoned everybody. You want to know who she didn't abandon? Her corporate donors. Anyone that supported Lightfoot quickly washed their hands away from her. She was against anyone and anything. You could not criticize her. If you criticized her, you were racist. You were bigoted. You were misogynist. You were all of these things. And the thing is, Lightfoot even had the audacity to say the media needs more people of color, more representation. And so when there was a black reporter, a male and a female asking her questions, not questions approved by her, but saying, hey, your administration is hasn't done anything to help out schools or local communities. She was quick to dismiss them because they weren't the right kind of black people asking the right kinds of questions. 
These are things that Lightfoot has done, and I'm only just scratching the surface because under Lightfoot's administration, she continuously do vanity projects. Even one time, even yelling uh, at the um, the Italian American coalition that wanted to uh, once again put up Christopher Columbus, to which uh, Cl Columbus statue here in Chicago, and she was saying, uh, "I have the biggest dick in Chicago." Yeah, I know. She talked about it. She said she had the biggest penis. There you go. She said it. That's what you got everybody watching. If you don't believe me, you got this library of Alexandria right at your fingertips right here. The library of Alexandria. Go ahead. Look, look up Lightfoot and biggest dick. And you'll see that there's, there's a phone conversation. She threatened. She, she, she was threatening. She had the biggest uh, wang bone in, in, in all, in all of, uh, in all of Chicago. And she's going to be teaching courses, by the way. I hope nobody, nobody shows up. Zach, the Celtics guy, you think I'm joking? I'm not. That sounds like, that sounds like a blurb on some dude's grinder profile. Um, I can say that because I'm gay. <laughs> wow. Jeez Louise. This I'll be like, ma'am. Anyway, let me let me continue because I don't want to get myself in trouble. So it says the course will draw on her experiences leading Chicago through COVID, a pandemic that put enormous strain on every sector of the city and highlighted the city's endemic social problems. Lightfoot, who lost her bid for re-election, third place, in <laughs> drew on her pandemic leadership. Man, I, I, I was so happy. Sorry, I don't mean to cut. I was so happy when. when, when uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But uh, look, I just got to chime in. Look, that February, you know, that's the same February I lost my grandfather, right? And I was feeling oh, really sorry. down. And at the end of that month, because I wish he was still around, I would have ran upstairs and said, "Hey." The leprechaun's gone, Grandpa. It was like the best news. Like that was a, that was that that will forever be the worst February. But at the end of it, there was one small caveat. Lightfoot came in third place, and I was like, "Oh, I wish the old man could see this now." <laughs> wow. wow. It ends says drew on her pandemic leadership as she appealed to voters, but her legacy on the issue is more mixed. So mixed she came in third. Early in the pandemic, when black Chicagoans were dying at six times the rate of whites, Lightfoot and her team, led by Dr. Allison Ardway, worked to address the startling disparity. They provided door-to-door -door outreach with masks and information in vulnerable communities, and when the jabs became available, prioritized them for South and West Side residents. Lightfoot was also slow to take action when the pandemic spurred Illinois Governor J.B., the billionaire Pritzker, to close schools and businesses across the state. Following along only reluctantly, she later clashed with the governor over bar and restaurant rules and battled the Chicago Teachers Union in a push to return to in-person learning, even as she faced blowback over keeping the lakefront closed too long. Her supporters praised her effort to make Chicago the largest open city in America, but critics accused her of acting too hastily to loosen restrictions. 
Oh, I find it hilarious because she was actually uh, implementing and calling for the police to have crackdowns on commu- on people who were having barbecues and house parties during the pandemic. You know, that pandemic impacted a lot of us. And I have to say again, just how stupid all of it was. And, you know, when my uncle and my grandfather were still alive, I had I was taking care of the job solo of taking care of them to making sure that they would get food and everything else. And I remember wiping down everything, doing everything, take care of them. It's just, it's just, it's just the thing is this city. Then add on top of that, you have a mayor that's using the police force now to crack down on people's own right to at least somewhat return back to normal. And Mm -hmm. that should serve as a learning lesson that that can never, ever again happen to us as a people, as a society, we cannot let that happen. Uh, Lightfoot again, as somebody who, talks about compassion and understanding she lacks it throughout her entire body she yeah. is somebody who again is going to be teaching a course about health and leadership what 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 can she teach us about leadership and, and the fact that, that she was always in her perspective in the right she is the one that has helped exacerbate and call not exacerbate but let, let me let me I don't know why that word popped in my head um, she's the one who chose to put more gasoline onto the fire of this city that is still ongoing and burning. The Chicago fire hasn't stopped. We have the unchecked marks of corruption, which continue to thrive under her administration. This is the same Lori Lightfoot who would time and again test the people's patience. She didn't help make things get better. She helped privatize so much more in the system, in the city. And it's caused a mass exodus, especially in Chicago. There was a mass exodus of black people leaving our city. The wow. gentrification still happening. So when I look at Lightfoot talking about how wonderful it is to teach, uh, just remember, you know, during the pandemic, when the schools were still shut down and uh, the Chicago Public School Teachers Union were saying, well, wait a minute, the, the schools aren't ready. You know, guess what her kid was doing? Her kid went to private school and those schools weren't going to be opening up anytime soon. So rules for thee, not for me. So she was still more happy to open. And I get it, like open up the public schools. But see, here's the thing. The Chicago uh, pu- uh, Teachers Union, the, 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 the teachers, the teachers, all right, because union leadership, I, I have some serious questions about, criticisms about. But the teachers, they're kind of left out there in the open, like, okay, well, we need resources. We need to, We need to get our kids back on track because a lot of them, are drastically behind remote learning. The city's internet infrastructure is, is is very pathetic. It is stupid. It is it is it is pathetic on how so many homes and apartments lack quality internet to do that remote learning in the first place. So it comes to no wonder to me here in the city of Chicago why a lot of students are still far behind. Did Lightfoot do anything to help out? No, she didn't because she's petty and thin-skinned and will never help out teachers. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for that, for that, uh, that, you know, revelation, especially regarding how she was in the city. Let's continue. So this is, uh, says as mayor Lightfoot also walked away for her from her campaign promise to reopen public mental health clinics closed by predecessor Rahm Emanuel. This part 
just really like irked me because I'm like, wait a minute. We need public mental health clinics. Why aren't you reopening them? Uh, Lightfoot argued, it continues, says Lightfoot argued the city could better serve residents by giving money to vendors. A stance that drew criticism when her successor, Brandon Johnson, has pledged to reverse. Wait. So this is part of the privatization you were talking about, right? Okay, let let me explain about privatization here in Chicago. Okay, first of all, uh, big brain idiot, uh, Mayor Daley Jr. and the city sold our public parking. uh, So, you know, public parking, you know, private media, the public meters to pay Mm -hmm. for parking. That was a revenue going into the city. Well, uh, our mayor signed like a 99 or former mayor, uh, Mayor Daley Jr., who ruled the city for 22 plus years. Again, no term limits for a Chicago mayor. And he's from the dynastic family of old man Daley Jr., who made the office of Chicago mayor or what it is. Uh, again, that's that's a story for another day. I'll talk about the dailies another day. But sold the public parking meters to a private company for 99 years. We have a thing called the green box. I call it the green monster. That's what I call it. The green Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. Yes, wait. look it up on wait. your cell phone. Wait. Can't yeah. wait one goddamn minute. You mean to tell me this dude sold the parking meters? Yeah, for 99, for 99 years. years. Something like that. I, I, hold on. Let, 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 let me let, let me pull this up properly. Okay. Daily tells parking meters. Ah, thank this you. This is the moment okay. when you would observe JB's head coming off of his shoulders. All right. So uh, here, here's a small excerpt from the Chicago Tribune. The deal came in in 2008 as Daly and the city council, whose lapdog aldermen were the real puppets in this case, sought to close a budget shortfall. After due diligence, so curiously as not to deserve the name, Chicago agreed to sell a 70, ah, correction, 75-year lease on its parking meter system for just $1.16 billion. And now that private company can do whatever it wants. And plus, when people tried to uh, reverse it, uh, the courts ruled in favor of the company because our politicians didn't read the fine print. Reading, reading, it's very important. It helps you know what you're talking about. And so, yes, uh, we have now a decades-long parking privatization contract. It's going to keep on going, 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 and going. And uh, this uh, corporation now owns it. Same thing with, uh, <coughs> I know there's, I have to deal with a little bit of Chicago Public Transportation too. There's there's a private company running it as well. It's not as bad. Um, um, hold on. I don't want to get in trouble. I wouldn't say it's as bad as the public parking, but, you know, that's not saying much. So, again, the city loses some revenue, not only in public parking, but in uh, private, uh, also in uh, public transportation, too. Uh, and again, uh, Lightfoot didn't do anything about the green monster. I mean, come on. No, nobody's fighting for us. So in, it's it's said 75 years. Yep. 75 years. 75 years. The parking so meters in the city. So wait, hold on. Let's let's go find this out. Let's go find this out. We're 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 gonna we're gonna actually do a little bit of mathematics here. Hold on, because I can't do it off the top of my head. Two thousand eight is when it happened. Uh that was two thousand eight. Yep. Oh my god, so, that was fifteen years ago. So there's what sixty years left. So yeah, so uh, I've got so we got until twenty eighty three. 
till the, the, the lease is up. Now, I'll be an old man. Old man Kit. Old man Kit. I remember when parking was run by the public. <laughs> be quiet, old man. You don't know what you're talking about. I remember a time before the green boxes. Yeah, this old man doesn't know what he's talking about. I, you know what? You know what happened under Lightfoot's administration too, right? So, okay, what do you think is more important to Lightfoot? Funding our public schools, getting rid of the lead in the drinking water, uh, reopening the mental health facilities, any corruption, or renaming a highway in the city? Which one do you think is more important? Option A or option B? Oh, that's right, Bad Cookies. You're right. That contract also auto-renews. If they don't cancel the contract, it rolls over. So, yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Harlan G is taking over the JV Font Show. Hi, I'm your host, Kit Cabello. Uh, usually we are live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> auto renew. Uh, auto, auto renew. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Because I forgot that the politicians who signed that document didn't read it. Guess what happened at $1.16 billion? It disappeared within one year. I don't know who got it, but a lot of people's pockets were stuffed, stuffed to the brim. So, yeah, she actually had the audacity to name Lakeshore Drive. Some alcohol in this thing right now. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Lakeshore Drive. Uh, I, I want to get the name right now because Lakeshore Drive is actually called the Jean-Baptiste Dusable Drive. Now, for those who don't know who Jean-Baptiste Dusable is, he is uh, one of the founding fathers of this city. In fact, it's because of him, the city exists. And he's, again, what's interesting is that he is a black man. So a black man did help found Chicago. Now, they choose to name Lakeshore Drive, rename it into Jean-Baptiste Dusable Lakeshore Drive. Now, I'm all for honoring him, but give him a statue. Give him a place within City Hall as one of the key founding members. Okay, if you want to do that. But renaming Lakeshore Drive, you know, it, and again, I'm going to sound petty for this, but you, 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 you take away the front from it because Jean-Baptiste Lake Dusable Drive or Jean-Baptiste Dusable Lakeshore Drive, it's, it's no longer fun as it used to be when it was just Lakeshore Drive. Hey, I was on LSD this morning. You're on LSD? No, yeah, Lakeshore Drive. Anyways, petty. Petty. Petty was the names. But come on. The, the name Lakeshore Drive just rolls off easier. LSD. I was on LSD this evening. I was on LSD this afternoon. And boy, traffic was crazy. Mm -hmm. I was tripping balls on LSD. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> But my thing is, is that couldn't she have done both? Like build a statue to one of the founding members of Chicago. But also, you know, propped up public school education, get rid of the lead and drinking water. Somehow, some way, she probably could have done that, right? You know, you know it's also, also interesting, too, when she could teach her course about leadership. Uh, she could teach the course about leadership and being petty and health about being petty because during her last winter, what do you think she did and told the the, the snowplowers uh, what to do? A, help out communities or purposely keep snowmobiles and plowers away from certain communities that were critical of her? Because she also did that shit, too. That's right. The snow machines were following orders. 
certain places you guys can go and not go. That was also happening under her watch. Lightfoot. You must follow her orders. Following Look, orders. All, all this BS about Lightfoot and finding all that out is stinking up my show. I got a spray. <laughs> She's stinking up my show. Oh, you, you, you know what else is great too? She could also teach her students on... Uh, how to ignore when uh, somebody gets shot in the back too. There was there was a, a unfortunate incident where, um, again, uh, a kid who was running he dropped the gun. He he was he was weaponless, but he was shot in the back. And uh, when Lightfoot went to address the press uh, about the video, you want to know what she said? I don't really know what I saw. Now I saw that video. It's difficult to watch. It's not easy to watch. But she said, I don't know what, what you want to saw. She didn't give any kind of comfort. And but she did have time to raise the bridges up. Raise the bridges up in downtown Chicago. So that way there will be no rioting or anything like that. You know. That's what she had time to do. You know what? She, she, she knew how to cause people to get divided even, even more so because, okay, I get it. During, d- during, during the George Floyd protests, there was a lot of rioting. There was a lot of people upset with police brutality. It's understandable, right? And Chicago has a long, sad history of political corruption, police corruption, corruption across the board. Hell, we're the most corrupt city in the United States. We're number two when it comes down to Washington, D.C. added into that mix. But she helped cause the divide even further. She caused communities to go against each other even further. That's the problem with Lightfoot. She is an expert in just causing just anger, bitterness, resentment, because she is angry, bitter, and resentful. She is the last person who ever should have become mayor. You know, kid, I, I you know, I have a lot of respect for you and love for you. And, and I love whenever you come on. Yeah. But then you tell me these stories about Chicago and then I want to rage quit my own show. I I got something I want to share with you. Uh, (laughs) Oh God. He's like, he's like, Oh, hold my beer. (laughs) Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it and I hope I can. Yes. No, uh, No. Is that it? No, hold on. I hope that's it. Wait, wait, where? Oh, 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 God. Oh, my goodness. Come on. I should have had this at the ready. It's Hold okay. On. Wait, 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 wait. You don't, you don't. Yes, do I it. found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. This was, this was, this was 2019. This was 2019. Okay. So everyone lay off me four years ago. Actually, no, 2018. Uh, at the first Chicago mayoral forum. Put it in the private chat. I think I might have showed this to you once before, but in case you forgot, it's brand new to you now, too. Don't worry. It happens with age. Everything's new to you as the older you get. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's It has to deal uh, with the uh, election for mayor in 2019. Nothing has changed. And I have a lot of criticism towards uh, Brandon Johnson, but that's a story for another day. But so- something for people to laugh at. Something for people to laugh at. It's in the private chat. Everyone take it easy, though. 
And you can play. It's from Hardlands Media. It's our coverage. On July 25th, 2018, a mayoral candidate forum was held at Horner Park on Chicago's north side of the city. Nine candidates showed, except for one. Mayor Emanuel. Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Yet again, Mayor Rahm Emanuel is not here. Uh, again, he's not really participating in any of these forums or debates, as well as previous other forums. What kind of statement do you want to make? What kind of statement do you want to make? What is your response for Mayor Emanuel's lack of uh, participating in these forums and debates? Did the debate here? Yeah. Well, if I had been in his shoes, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have came either, you know, because he's not like. Well, you know, he's not participating because he he doesn't have a good story to tell, and he he's you know he tries to avoid any, you know, any opportunity to appear any somewhere where he could possibly get booed. Look, I think his absence from this incredibly important conversation that's happening all over the city speaks volumes about what he cares about and what he doesn't care about. He, he's not going to do anything. He's not forced to do. That's the nature of the man. I mean, it fits his pattern. I mean, what's my statement on his lack of participation in um, any democratic uh, exercise? Well, I have nothing to say to the mayor. I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. I mean, I don't have anything to say. He's the incumbent. He has the right to. Uh, he's going to definitely have to be a part of it once we're on the ballot. You know, I think it's really inappropriate for him to not participate in these forums. Well, I think it, it's a... a something that people should be aware of in the sense of you have candidates out there putting themselves out. Uh, we're going to say things that might be agreed upon or might not be agreed upon, but we have to convey our message to the citizens of Chicago. And if somebody's not willing to do that, then they shouldn't be eligible to run for mayor. If you want to be the mayor of this great city, you've got to get out there. You've got to meet people. You've got to listen to them. And you've got to demonstrate a level of compassion and empathy for the day-to-day -day struggles of everyday Chicagoans. And the fact that he won't come out in public in these kinds of forums and interact with the citizens, to me, is disqualifying. He gets the office. He does his PR and very controlled press events. If it's not controlled, he's not there. He's never going to show up to something like this. Uh, he needs a controlled... Uh, he needs it. He needs it staged. He needs uh, paid applauders. But once the debates happen, I think we'll be able to expose Ron for who he is. For him, for I'm concerned, for Ronnie Man, close up 48 or 50 school, close down the mental health institute. Okay, economic equality is not there in fairness. I would look something wrong with him mentally. You gotta have something wrong with you, serious wrong with you mentally. I'm not for sure. I think we need probably, he need to be in that. Oh my goodness. That, that, that interview at the end, uh, when, when, when that guy said that Rahm Emanuel needs to go into mental health facility, I was like that, that I kept a straight face and I had to run outside to laugh. That's the interview that broke me. Little, little Wikipedia fact. And everyone calmed down about me being pre hippie who Danny's saying, who's that young kid holding the mic. That was me. What are you talking about? That was me back in the day. Come on. Come on, everyone. Lay off old oh, man Kit. That, that was a baby Kit. <laughs> man. Um, by the way, just for anybody who's curious, Rahm Emanuel was actually the uh, – he was the chief of staff for President Obama during the Obama administration. Not the mm -hmm. entire – 
part of the administration. I think I think he left in 2012. I think if, if I'm correct, but yep, he was. Uh, he he left like around I think 2012 or 2013, and and yeah, well, because the city election was happening in 2015. Yes, the city election was happening in 2015. That was the mayoral run. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, 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 no. Correction. 2013, he won. 2015 was the second mayoral run. That was the second term. He didn't run again in 2019, which was unheard of, but it had to deal with the Laquan McDonald shooting and how his administration covered up the shooting of that black man. Gotcha. And it's kind of rich hearing them criticize Rahm Emanuel like this, especially Lori Lightfoot, because it sounded mm-hmm. a lot like the criticisms about her. Right. Yep. And now Rahm Emanuel's ambassador of Japan. So maybe, I don't know, Lightfoot could eventually get an ambassadorship too. <laughs> what would she get an ambassadorship to? The Muppet Show? <laughs> Hi, oh, this is Kermit right. the Frog here, president of, of, of Kermit Land. <laughs> Kermit, Kermit. Waka, waka, waka. No, no, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Because the thing is, is that, you know, why why would I take lessons about leadership from someone who can't even take criticism? Well, ask the question. Yeah, but and and she has the audacity to be uh, sharing that. Uh, and you know what? Um, to anyone taking her course, do yourself a favor. Don't show up. Stay far, far away. Don't sign up for her class. It'd be funny. Like life would say, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Even even life would have the audacity to say that um uh any anyone that's voting against her is also secretly racist too. She 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 kept on using the race card or identity card a lot to where it was becoming really like Jesus, you're heading things on the nose, and people of all demographics in this city could see through it. That's why she came in third place. Pathetic. Pathetic in how she ran her campaign. She kept yeah. on, yeah. She 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 kept on making everyone else the villain. It's everyone else's fault. It's everyone else. It's it. Why are all the black candidates in this race? I'm the only qualified black person to run. That's you know. She, she was more or less saying that kind of stuff. She was using identity politics as a way as a way to divert criticism, deflect, and not take responsibility. She's she, she's like the kid who has the gasoline can in one hand, the match in the other, says, I don't know how the house caught on fire. It's not my fault. I mean, look. As the black, gay, disabled guy, um, I wouldn't have voted for her either. So what's she going to say about me? The only thing she could probably tag me with is misogynistic that's probably about it but i know a lot of people who also who are just like me who would have been like yeah nah nah she's ain't she ain't it Mm -hmm. so yeah so if you guys want to go to harvard and learn about healthcare, you guys can actually learn about healthcare from Former mayor, third place, <laughs> Lori Lightfoot, about what not to do. <laughs> you, you, do, do you want to have some good news? Do you want because because I because I could end please, the show on, on some good please, news. Please, kid, give me some good news, please. 
All right. Here. Well, in in the in the Great War in the Strait of Gibraltar, did you notice the war in Gibraltar? In the Strait of Gibraltar, did you know that? Yeah, I know. Sure. It's, but but it's a good war. It's a fantastic war. On the one hand, you have rich people and their yachts, and on the other hand, you got the uh, great orcas led by White Gladys. Scoreboard <laughs> is boats. I mean boats zero, orcas two hundred and fifty. Sunk boats, damaged boats, all that. Now, in 2020, oh, oh you're laughing. Good. Because you deserve it. I had you walk off the show, but I'm going to have you laugh on the show. So what happened in 2020, and again, somebody somebody, somebody, somebody effed up. Some, somebody fucked up. So in 2020, here, here, here there's, there's two cases. A boat accidentally collided with White Gladys or, and this is the part that should enrage people, Somebody did something to hurt White Gladys or one of her pod members or one of the calves or cause cause somebody to get hurt. And since then, White Gladys has been leading and teaching all the people in her pod and all the calves on how to disable all these yachts. Hashtag White, Team Orca. White Gladys? White Gladys is her name. That's her name. And you better remember it. Put respect on it. Put respect on the name. I thought you were talking about a white lady. <laughs> no. I'm talking about killer goddamn whale. <laughs> white Gladys, that's her name. Put respect on it. Go wow. ahead. Okay. You get in a yacht and you go ahead and try and meet her. She's going to be like, you came to the wrong neighborhood. White Gladys, so don't wait. She capsized a boat? A, a yacht? She got her whole crew doing it. All of them. Since 2020. Case in point, 250 boats have been damaged by those Orca hits. Going after the rudder. They're strategically going after it. Putting sinkholes. Having the Coast Guard come pick up people. Somebody, and I, I have to think, it wasn't an accident. Somebody did something to cause these whales to have a vendetta. They're looking for a certain boat. Because killer whales are very intelligent animals. They have intelligence that's almost on par with us. And I don't want to put too much human feelings or emotion into this. But the way they're organizing these attacks, from my perspective, this is just my opinion, they're looking for a certain boat. They're looking for a certain somebody. Somebody did something. And they, they, they got somebody on the list. They're like, okay, but we'll still mess it up anyways. They ain't playing F around. Teamwork makes the dream work, Danny. Miguel H. All hail White Gladys, Queen of the Orcas. You're goddamn right. Look, 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 look. I hope who they're looking for is a billionaire. Well, somebody, somebody in my Twitter, and uh, so I posted the score: Orcas two fifty, boats zero. And uh, somebody named Vernacular wrote, "We've required your next target, and it's uh, <clears throat> Jeff Bezos's yacht." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Orcas. He might not have been the person that hurt you, but you got to do us a solid. <laughs> but like I said, boat masters, ship dock masters, you need to open what? up your books and find out who did something to an orca. Because the thing is, there's 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 a lot of tourism around that area in the Straits of Gibraltar, right? And a lot of people wouldn't see the sharks. And the orcas hunt those sharks, right? And I think yeah. somebody might have done something to hurt one of the calves or one of the orcas, and they were like, uh-uh, we're not going to take mm. this anymore. And White Gladys has been teaching 
all the other orcas how to do this. It's just not her. It's not just her one, one person army. She 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 is leading an army. So there's gonna be other orcas that will teach us to other orcas that will teach us to other orcas. Okay. So somebody did something. They're on a list. Somebody, did somebody some that, that's why that's why uh, uh two weeks ago we had another movie night. We watched the film uh Orca 1977. And there's and there's a scene that I, I don't wanna have you seen it, Orca? No, I haven't. All right, I don't want to spoil it then, but there's a scene where a dock master says to the person who the orca is after, like, we saw an orca in the dock. You should go there. So basically what he's saying is like, hey, that orca says meet him at the dock because that guy did something to make that orca angry. It, people have called that film like a Jaws ripoff. It ain't. See, Jaws is just an eating machine going after random people. That orca was on a mission. I'm after one person. I'm after one person, and there's a scene where the guy shows up at the dock, and he's like, huh, I knew there wasn't any orca. And the orca shows up. It's like, hey, here I am. And let's just say that orca took out an oil refinery center, not in water, not one of those platforms. That orca found out a way to take it out on dry land. That's right. That orca was an actual organizer. So that's why I got to say somebody did something. No one in the chat spoiler for JB. He should check out orca. Okay. But, the, but again, the scene is very disturbing. Look, there's a reason why that orca was on a path for revenge. If a particular ultra wealthy corporate dictator that had the likeness of Lex Luthor somehow got their vote capsized by an orca, I would be like, yeah, they just got Shamu. Yeah. And hashtag, hashtag the injustice to Shamu and to all the other orcas that were in SeaWorld, man. Those animals don't need to be in the... Uh, that is torture. But anyways, yeah. more on that. But yeah, but the thing is, uh, just two days ago, uh, uh, a boat, a yacht was dragged around like a rag doll by those orcas because there's video of it now. And, and it's showing like it's pretty scary because you see the orcas are circling around thing and they're hitting it, ramming it. They're, they're doing coordinated attacks. Somebody did something. I have to think so. Like and they're and they're looking for somebody and they'll, they'll take out a boat no matter what. But somebody did something. Look, this planet keeps telling us, they keep telling us, like, look, stop messing with me. Stop messing with me, and I won't mess with you. And guess what? The planet keeps messing with people. I mean, the the, the, the humans, especially, you know, people who are going to, you know, causing climate change and poachers and all that, they keep messing. And guess what? These orcas are saying, all right, bet, let's go. They're oh. like, all right, you want to you, you, you mess with us, right? You got our boys out there in SeaWorld and, 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 and these little tiny prisons. What's up? And the orcas are like, <laughs> let's get together. No, but what it was is like, you white want Gladys. Big Blue to come after you. Big Blue, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, white Glass was like, all right, crew, listen up. I ain't doing this by myself. You ready to ride? Then let's ride. And Miguel H writes, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. White Gladys is some yacht dude. I'm like, because yep. again, people He's search like, for Bolta. Look, <laughs> look, none of this would have happened unless you guys find out what happened in 2020. Somebody did something. Somebody isn't fessing up. Now, it's easy to be angry at the whales like, oh, no, my boat. Well, first of all, your boat wouldn't be screwed up if somebody didn't F around and they found out. 
Bad Cookie says, you trust me, White Gladys? I, I, White Gladys is part of that coalition. I trust her. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that, that killer wear wasn't messing around. And, and if you get time, look on social media. You'll see it. There's this one scene. Oh, that's one scene. There's this one video that's up where this boat is trying to outrun the whales. And there's like a, uh, like these two big killer whales jump out of the water. And there's like they're, they're purposely trying to chase this thing down and take it out. But you got to be careful what you play because I got hit with a, a, a stri- uh, not a strike, but was a warning by YouTube because uh, I think it was from the Daily Wire, not from Daily Wire, or da- it's Daily Mail or something like that. Uh, I got hit for playing copyright material. So I was like, oh, so yeah, you got you to gotta be careful. Got to be careful. Okay. Uh, look, this is my response to anybody that wants to mess with whales how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So first we have to decide how much do we want to find out? So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay. So I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line where it intersects with my gradient line. I'm going to come straight down <laughs> or it intersects with my fuck around line. Now there is going to tell me how much I have to fuck around to find out what I need to find out. <laughs> As you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. Hey, they found out. They found out. <laughs> they found out. Oh, they found out. man. That is hilarious. But check it. There's. Uh, hold on. I'm going I'm to give this to you. This is an article from The Sun. And I just I just saw this right now. I might have to save this for my Monday show because I'm going to talk about it again. Hashtag Team Orca. Um, but somebody has said, oh, 10 years ago, documentary film suggested that at least four people have been killed by the whales, right? Because people have been trying to hunt them and shoot them. Oh, my goodness. Idiots say we need to shoot them. That's stupid. Don't do it. Oh, don't do it. They're learning behavior. Oh, yeah. Somebody did something. Somebody did something to the orcas. Somebody did something to White Gladys. Oh, I think a baby whale got killed for real. I think that's what happened. Yeah, she's on a rampage, and she's got her whole crew going rampage. Get them, oh, Gladys. You know Get what? Get them. about it. White Gladys sounds like the name of a mafia leader. Yeah, she's got her whole mob. Oh, you, you know, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of some, some, some lady going. If they come over here, they're going to really be sweeping with the fishes by the time I'm done with them. Nah, White Gladys. White Gladys is that very rare moment in history where where, where you see. A lady gangster step up. And I mean, she truly steps up. She's like, no. No peace, Mr. Humans. I choose violence. There will be no peace. She is an organizer. Mama White Gladys ain't playing around. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm I'm telling y'all. Telling y'all somebody did something, and I would urge the people not to be stupid. Because no. the thing is, 
one thing I know is that you don't mess with any woman named Gladys, period. I know. And not the one that's called White Gladys. Don't, don't do, look, I'm from Jersey, okay? All right? Anybody from Jersey or New York knows you don't mess with Gladys because Gladys will. Yeah. Don't mess with Gladys. And you sure as hell don't mess with a whale named White Gladys. You don't do that. I had to put, I had to bring on my Jersey accent just for that. You don't you don't mess with a Gladys. I got an auntie named Gladys. Trust me, you don't you don't oh. mess with Gladys. Listen to this here too. In the article, they're saying that also PCBs are playing a cause in the extinction in the orcas in Europe too. And it's causing them Oh, that's what probably happened. Yes. Okay. A baby whale died. That's what happened. A baby whale died. It had to have well, happened. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> I'm not yeah. staying away from because, you. Because, because the orcas are having a hard time breeding because of some of these PCBs that are in the water. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so having okay, a child, having a child, because orcas take a longer time for gestation for the babies to be yeah. developed. Two Somebody did something. something. So, a baby. Ah. Yep, that's Miguel Aitzin solved the mystery. That's it. It's the only motive. The whale is in grief because it's impossible for them to have children, probably, or it's it's, it's really causing stress on them with the chemicals that the people are uh, putting into the waters in Europe. You know, what? not to mention the overfishing. You, you yeah. know what? That honestly, I'm I'm being serious right now. That's really that that saddens me. That saddens the hell out of me, man. So a baby whale but, died. Yeah, these oh, animals. And correction, the score is a little bit higher now. I'm sorry. It is believed that since 2020, more than 500 boats have been damaged by the orcas off the coast of Spain and Portugal, with three being sunk. Well, goddamn, somebody did something. Like, these animals are literally suffering because of the system that humans have put in place. This is sad, man. Yeah. Now I actually feel bad for Gladys, like Gladys. Yeah. I was I was joking earlier, but now it's just like I see why. Yeah. They're, they're on revenge mode. I recommend checking out the film Orca, but it's a little sad too. All right. But gotcha. but 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 again that that scene where it's like yeah like like the the union yeah and and, and it, it was the union guy who was in charge of the docks right he was because because he wasn't out there when the incident took place but he's like listen we saw a killer whale follow you and that whale's now in the docks you should show up there like again because the union guy is like hey all, all all my people are right now wondering what's this whale doing here this whale followed your boat you should go out there and the guy and the guy who Caught some beef as the whale goes out there. He's like looking around. Oh, there ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. Then all of a sudden, the water starts moving. He looks, lasts it off, dismisses it. Then turns around. There's that whale saying, here I am. Here I am at the docks. Meet me out there. And people are trying to, again, that scene where he blows up the refinery. I'm like, God damn. That whale was like, pr probably all the animals in the sea, even Ariel was like, Orca, listen, you, you can't do it. You can't, you can't, you can't cause the humans any more problems. He, th some of their stuff is on dry. The orca's like, hey, get out your smartphones. Watch this. <laughs> there's, 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 there's probably a crab there, like filming it. Like, <laughs> goddamn, he, he, he sure showed me. 
God damn, wow. I got it. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Told you we were fun. Man. Threw in a bonus story. I shouldn't have done that, but there you go. <laughs> But it, 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 it was a good story. I, I appreciate you talking about it. But, man, look, I am so happy you joined. I, this actually went longer than I, than I expected. But any time with you, Kit, is always a great time. It was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So just to let everybody know, um, we're, you know, what can they find you? Because I already have the links in the description, but. Put it out there. Oh, for Hardlands Media, where they can find us. Well, Hardlands Media is on YouTube, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, and Twitch. We are live now every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. in the morning. So start your morning right and righteously angry as Hardlands Media. Pour some whiskey in your coffee, grab a mimosa, smoke a bowl, do some shrooms, chew on some cocoa leaves, whatever you need to do to get you through the morning. And if your boss gives you trouble, tell him to F off. And if it's your day off on that day, then dance off, pants off, and chill with Hardlands Media. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kit. Uh, thanks, a, thanks a lot for, for joining. It was, it's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on, man. And keep up the great work you're doing over there at Heartlands Media and in you know, the beautiful Chicago. And hopefully we can change this system so that you know Chicago will you know be just a better place for everyone, just like the rest of this country. I want it to be a better place for everybody. Mm -hmm. So Right on. Yep. And by the way, just side note, look, White Gladys, I know you got beef with humans, but some humans are on your side. There's a boat that belongs to a certain guy named Bezos. I'm saying you might want to get your whole crew to go ahead and take it out. Just if it's around the area, we will try and find out who did the damage to you. But if you could take care of that boat, you'll be doing us a solid, White Gladys. And maybe we, we could come up with a peace deal. Maybe. I hope. <laughs> yep. Gladys came out here and said so long and thanks for all the fish. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care, Kit. Farewell. All right. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> White Gladys got it in vendetta. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let me go to uh, get to see everybody that's in the Rockfin side. Get to see a Dave Burt as well. Thank you so much for joining. Let me go to the chat real quick before I go. <laughs> you guys, you guys are hilarious. All right. Uh, Bad Cookie says, uh, yes, microplastics are plastics in drinking water that can be removed by regular filtering process. It's even worse in seat water that is never clean or filtered. Yeah, I, I know a lot of microplastics are actually getting into the bodies of us as humans, and it, it can even cause fertility issues and things like that, among, among a bunch of other things. So, yeah. Uh, this really just goes to show that, you know, we really have to start taking care of our environment because, you know, it's affecting the animals around us. And the thing is, is that, I mean, it's affecting the plants and animals around us. And if the plants and animals don't 
you know, have a means to survive, then we don't have a means to survive at all. So I think this is really uh, a an important thing because if orcas are now declaring a war on humans, we need to stop the humans that are causing all this mess. I'm just saying. So yeah. Anywho, thanks to Kit for joining. You know, hopefully, you know, uh, we can get an update that, you know, White Gladys has, uh, White Gladys, you know, has closure. I'll just put it that way. All right. So, Gamer says, yep. Sadly, microplastics are in tons of food and drinks and processed food. Yeah, I've been trying to stay away from processed food. You know, I've been doing a lot of uh, smoothie drinking and things like that. So hopefully I can diminish the amount of microplastics. Grigor says, JB Font, where can I get a t-shirt like yours? Um, Back in the day when we did have a, a merch store, it was at the time FHO. I had got the shirt, but we don't have a merch store anymore. I'm not sure where you can find a shirt like this. I was thinking about having a merch store, but I want to have a merch store that um that I can ethically say that that you know I have where it doesn't, you know, where you know, because I, I, I wonder about merch stores that aren't unionized. Or things like that. I'm not sure if I, you know, can find a merch store that is properly immunized or that's a co-op. I would love to, but at the same time, um, I don't know because there's a few things that I would like to put on a shirt. Okay, that sounded wrong. There's a few, <laughs> there's a few things that I would like to, you know, have some some designs, right? And so, um, you know, the thing is that I would like to find, you know, a shirt. Now, uh, ADC does some stuff. I I would like to talk to him because he did the uh, kind people or my kind of people shirt that that I have. Um, it's a really soft texture shirt, too. It's really great. So I'm thinking about doing uh, a merch store, but at the same time, I don't know. Does Okay, let me ask you guys. Does a merch store sound kind of grifty to you? Like, I don't think it is, but I don't know. Like, I, I do want to have a merch store, but I don't know. I don't know if it will be right for me. You know, so what do you guys think? Because if I do do a merch store, I want to go with a company that is either well unionized or a worker co-op. I would prefer a worker co-op though, merch store, but they're not really out there. And then on top of it, there's also the notion that there's no ethical consumption in capitalism. But at the same time, I want to do, you know, as, you know, right by people as I possibly can. So, you know what I mean? It's, you know, 
Uh, Marco says, how about the Umbrella RVM merch store? That's an option. You know. Grigor says, not at all. I have a redacted hat. Going to get a Jimmy Dore shirt. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it. But, I mean, I'm not even at 3,000 subs yet. You know, so. But we'll see. But, yeah, I would like to do something like that. You know have a merch store and have something that, you know, I, I like because I also say this a lot, you know, capitalism kills, but, you know, I would like to, you know, um, you know, I will also like to do some other sayings that I typically say. So we'll see. Uh, Miguel says if people demand it, it's for a reason. Sorry, fairies says bestie, your determination to only work with an ethical company makes this not a grift oh thank you i appreciate that yeah uh gamer for life says i got him it's like i got hl oh harlan i got a harlan's media shirt and a combo couch sweater oh nice okay uh hens teeth says use good cotton my skin can't breathe in polyester <laughs> gotcha gotcha well said well said uh oh and zach this the zach the celtics guy says i'm a big fan of you kit i love your show man oh i meant to share that with him before he left but yeah thank you so much zach the Celtic this the celtics guy is it celtics or celtics i always get that wrong oh well i'll get it right some way somehow some way someday and of course thanks to stigmatize again for the super chat as well. Now, just a big thank you also to everyone who is also uh, everyone who also is subscribed to my Substack. You guys can get email notifications to my Substack. You guys go to jbfont.substack.com for my email notifications to know when I do go live. So, if you guys would like to, depending on YouTube, you guys can do that as well. I get about uh, 25% of the people who are subscribed to open the, the, the letters, the newsletters. So whenever I do go live, um, so that shows that it is working. So a quarter of you are getting it and opening it. So thank you so much. But yeah. And then also thank you so much to the patrons on Patreon, Coffee, as well as members. Thank you so much to everybody who has been the contribution. Uh, you know, it means a lot because it, it, it's a struggle. You know, the struggle is real. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of channels out there that have, you know, huge followings and they make a lot, you know. And, you know, me, I'm this itty bitty channel. I'm a tiny operation. And this helps me, you know, just to keep the lights on, uh, you know, just to keep, you know, my channel going, you know. And so I appreciate it. So, you know, still living in the hood. <laughs> so, you know, I know exactly, you know, what you guys are feeling because I'm feeling it right now too, you know, but I appreciate everything from the top and bottom of my heart. So what's going to be happening next week? So next week uh, we had to postpone because uh, Kamal Franklin was in Atlanta doing uh, some work for Stopping Cop City. So he will be here Tuesday at 2, and we will be discussing about Cop City 
not only that, but his political evolution, how he came to be where he's at. I also want to ask him about Dr. Cornell West running, where his opinions and his thoughts, uh, especially, you know, this new developments of people like Chris Hedges wanting to encourage him to run through the Green Party instead. I would like to ask him some questions about this. So I'm going to be having on uh, Kamal Franklin from Black Power Media on this Tuesday. Be there or be square. I cannot wait to have him on. And also, thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Look, like I always say, I want to give a big thank you to Kit for coming on. Can't wait to have him back on. We'll have him back on soon again because he he's just that awesome. So, like I always say, water your plants. Water yourselves. Leave the world better than you found it. Smoke them if you got them. Drink them if you got them. If you don't got them, then watch something funny and laugh because joy is revolutionary. And also, while we're at it, if you're going to be anti-war, then be anti-war. Don't sit there and be part of an anti-war party and then start pushing war. And also, if you're going to be a leader, be one and take cues from people who give you constructive criticism. And also, don't dance while other people are suffering. And solidarity with White Gladys, because <laughs> she needs some solidarity. Oh, by the way, mwah. Forehead kisses. I know you were you were you were waiting for it, and I was going to give it to you because, like X, JB gives it to you. Ah, 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 ah.